Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, I really can't give away that information for free all the time. I thought they were asking whether they should leave their wife. That too. Well, go to my bookie. Check it out. They'll give you lines on all games. You can bet any sport. It's wonderful. You don't need me to talk to you. The Greek doesn't have to be in your ear all the time. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they will give you an additional $25 free play on any deposit over $100. You can use promo code MIZ25. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take advantage of this extra 25 bucks. You play, you win, you get paid. Take it from the Greek. My bookie is the way to go. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazzotcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is the only remaining pager salesman in mid-Missouri, the Beeper King, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And amateur porn star and founder of www.greekyogurtslinger.xxx, Caleb Bungart. Hello, kids. So, fellas, it is middle of December. The Tigers are 8-4. and four. We're going to a Liberty Bowl. Yay! A lot of the uh, Tiger fans were kind of meh about going to the Liberty Bowl, but I think they should be excited. And uh, there's been a lot of other news since that happened. Obviously, this news about the Liberty Bowl was, I don't know, what, two weeks old. And yeah, we my, uh, my feeling about bowls in general is they're all meh, unless they're the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? I was just telling Caleb before the show, I'm like, hey, we're going to a bowl game. And everybody goes, what's that mean? If they don't know what college football is about. I'm like, it just means we have to play an extra game. Yeah. What happens if we win? Uh, absolutely nothing. Well, that's not true, Colin. You get a weird trophy with a huge corporate logo on it. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, that's, I always had trouble growing up, like investing in the college football as much as I did the NFL football, because for the biggest part of my life, they voted on who the best team was. Right. Yeah. They didn't even pick the winner by, by a football game. No, it was and a bunch of least, press box super friends. Yeah. And now at least they have a football games, uh, but like, you know, oh good, the cotton bowl. So what do we get for winning that? <laughs> absolutely nothing don't forget about that weird trophy with cotton in the middle of it and a huge corporate logo on it yeah 
I mean, the truth is, unless the Mizzou is going to a playoff, it's going to be hard for me to really get excited about a bowl game. I mean, I always want to go because it's a it's a measuring stick for your program, but at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wanted desperately to beat Texas in the Texas Bowl last year, not only because it would give us an eight-win season, but it just, you know, it does cap your season and gives you positive vibes going into the final. Sure, and when, next you, year. when you play a team like Texas, it definitely gives you extra firepower if you're playing somebody that you would you have you know hard feelings with. But you know, if you're if, you know, if Missouri ends up getting stuck in a bowl game, and I, I know they're not going to get stuck in a bowl game with you know Washington, but if they did, I'm like, why, why do we care? what the outcome of a Mizzou-Washington game is other than we want Mizzou to win all games. Unless it's in the Colorado Get High Bowl, and I'm pumped about that. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't be? I think, and you know, Colin, you're talking about people, if you don't follow college football, we'll be like, great, so it means another game. It doesn't mean anything. But I think for the, like, diehard fans, it gives you an opportunity to travel someplace that you don't normally go or, you know, have a, you know, something to get excited about around the holidays. It I also, don't usually go to Shreveport, that's for sure. Yeah. And in the past, we, Mizzou has given us that opportunity. They sure have. And also, but you get to see them usually face teams that you don't usually see them face, which is kind of what made this pick a little depressing. We're playing Oklahoma State, who we not only played for many, many years in the Big 12, but we also saw again in the Cotton Bowl in 2014. It's not exactly a uh, exotic... play Mike Gundy in his fucking mullet. Yo, know, I don't like that, because I like Mike Gundy, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like Mike Gundy. I think he's an asshat. How can you not like Mike Gundy? He's a man, he's 40. It's easy, I've heard him talk. Well, to that. Yeah. He doesn't make those noises. <laughs> uh, I don't, in my mind, he's no Mike Leach. Well, people, Mizzou fans were feeling like they got we got dinged or something for going to the Liberty Bowl, like we got passed over. But the reality is, we did not because the three options we had, based on where we finished in the SEC, were the Gator Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, and then the Music City Bowl. The Gator Bowl, we weren't going to get picked because the fucking keepers of the Gator Bowl basically said they wanted Texas A and M or somebody else who wasn't Mizzou. And then the Music City Bowl, they picked the Big Ten representative to be Purdue. Well, we played Purdue in the regular season, so they were not going to match us up against Purdue, which left us the Liberty Bowl. I mean, if the Gator Bowl tells us to fucking pound sand, we kind of have to pound sand. And we also can't really be bitchy because we get 8,000 tickets for these bowl games, this allotment for our team. Yeah. Last year, we sold 4,000, half of yeah, the that's, fucking that's, allotment. That's the big Big thing. And Mizzou fans can get as, as indignant as they want about the bowl, but unless you're going to win your way into one of the big bowls or sell enough tickets to make yourself attractive in the nobody gives a fuck bowls, then this understand. is what you're going to. This is what happens. I don't understand why the school doesn't buy the other four thousand tickets and just hide the fact they did it. <laughs> yeah, that would be a conspiracy. Yeah, fraud is always the best way to keep your program afloat. I uh, or your presidency. Ohio State would do it. Yeah, that's true. You know, and Mizzou fans, I think we're trying to make the case that we actually travel better than we show up to home games. But I think that's a hard sell for bowl sponsors to say, hey, you know how people can go 10 miles and go to the game and don't? Well, if you got to go 500, they travel really well. I mean, that's yeah, a hard compared sell. To, compared to our shitty home support in our state, you know, our support is pretty good. I mean, comparatively, it's still we, not great. We need, more, we need more delusional people like Nebraska fans who still drive around with license plate cover that say black shirts on them. Yes. You know, fucking black shirt in Nebraska since 96. <laughs> well, and that is true. I think, you know, Missouri being, or Missouri being the show me state, I mean, we are a state full of uh, skeptics. Cynics. Yeah. And uh, we do not have a, just a completely delusional fan base like Tennessee. You know, Tennessee, the only SEC team not going to a bowl game. Uh, is that 
yeah, that's Ole that's, Miss that's, isn't because they're on sanctions. Well, right. yeah, but yeah, so, Ole Miss uh, wasn't even eligible, so it didn't matter what the so record the only was. Team but, not eligible. Yeah, Tennessee is the only bowl eligible. Well, Arkansas and well, yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, that's Arkansas. right. Yeah. So they're certainly the only team in the East. Tennessee garbage, uh, and their fan base still believes that they probably belong in the college football playoffs. Right, right. We don't have that at Mizzou. I mean, pe- people here are very level-headed about what we are and where this program is. Yeah, if is. we're 13-0, and 0, people would say, yeah, it's a terrible 13-0. Well, yeah, they'd be like, I don't know if we're as good as our record. Yeah, we're going to get hammered. I wish we'd <laughs> lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Missouri. Even bigger news than where we got sent to a bowl game. Shortly after that came out, and obviously this isn't news anymore, but uh, Kelly Bryant, the former Clemson quarterback, announced where he was going to go to play college football for his senior year, and against a lot of people's prognostication, he chose Mizzou. So Kelly Bryant is got to be one of the biggest pickups. Well, certainly in for that's Barry Odom, but but that's a big deal. It is a big deal because Colin, we were talking about it off air a few days ago. You know, we were talking about how Drew Locke and Terry Beckner Jr. big gets for Mizzou's program, but the reality is they're local. You know, and Drew Locke's dad and grandpa played here. I mean, we had an in here that other schools didn't. Yeah. This is the first time I remember that a guy like Kelly Bryant comes to Mizzou with no ties to the program. Regionally yeah, or whatever. For Barry Odom. It's it's uh it, not only is it a big get I mean, this is the biggest national recruiting target transfer transfer target in the nation. And it, he's coming to Mizzou in the nation. I mean, this is a big deal. This is a national story, not just a local Mizzou esque story, like, oh, we're recruiting him against, you know, Kansas and Arkansas or, you know, Iowa State. Like, no, this is Auburn wanted this guy to play for them. You know, this is this is a big get for Barry Odom and and I hope it's a, a sign of things to come. And the kid brought along a, a wide receiver transfer from Arkansas. Yeah, which is a double buttfuck to Arkansas because apparently Kelly Bryant had uh, ties to Chad Morris, Arkansas's coach. So a lot of Arkansas fans thought, despite their 2-11 and season, that he might be going to Arkansas. I think a lot of Missouri fans were far more concerned about Auburn, and we were helped out by the that program being in a little bit of disarray. Although well, Gus Malzahn I mean, listen, got it. In truth, from everything I read and saw, the only people that believed that he was going to Arkansas were Arkansas fans. You know, I mean, that was never the buzz. You know, if you if you followed the press box, Super Friends or the sort of larger national SEC outlets uh, covering Mizzou and Auburn and Arkansas, I mean, I never heard anybody go, "Yeah, Arkansas is the front runner." You know, Arkansas to me always seemed like a bit of an afterthought. Oh, I mean, yeah. Everybody made that 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 connection with the coach, but beyond that, there was nothing there. Well. That pardon my take, Barstool guys had him going to Arkansas. Well, that's which got people on the fucking go about it. But yeah. Barstool, I mean, it's Barstool, so it doesn't count. But there's lots of 19 year old crackheads that believe everything they say. Well, but here's the thing: Barstool is us. Barstool is a bunch of fucking douchebags with a platform. Like we have no inside dope. We're not experts. We're a couple assholes who have full time jobs that aren't this doing a podcast. And that is what Barstool is. I mean, these are guys who this is not their full time job. They don't. Do do this from a fucking high rise apartment building. It's not their full time job to be a barstool idiot. It's it's nothing. Those guys have no sources. They are just they're there to fucking fuel fires. I mean, they are not the New York Times. You, when barstool tells me something, I might as well shit in my hand and rub it in my hair. It's I'm, I'm getting as far as I would with any other project by doing that. You're always looking for excuses to do that, Colin. <laughs> yeah. So fuck barstool. I mean, <laughs> I like. Mizzou Barstool, great, grand, whatever, but, you know, I mean, give me a break. Well, this They're never going to break a story for you. This all leads me to this. So uh, you mentioned how shitbag, delusional Tennessee fans are, and you mentioned that Arkansas fans really thought Kelly Bryant 
would come to Arkansas. Obviously, we could play sour grapes because there were a lot of angry Arkansas fans because I think they might be just as delusional as those Tennessee fans. And they proved themselves to be when this announcement was made because they were dumbfounded that he would go to a lowly place like Missouri, a place that's beaten them seven out of the last ten times we've played, but somehow is way, way better than Missouri. And uh, we could play a bunch of sour grapes tweets, and uh, they're getting a little old and stale. But I think something sums it up even better than that, fellas. We discovered a Fateville sports radio program that uh, talks all hogs all the time, and they had a lot to say what about What a it. miserable life that must be. <laughs> yes, that's right. And uh, so anyway, I wanted to play this for you guys. It's just about a minute long. About, this is our sour grape segment. We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll it all into one one minute clip of uh what they're saying in Fayetteville about this this big get for Mizzou. Well, Colin, you can read some sour grapes tweets if you want to say "fuck Mizzou, Arkansas, go Hogs, no, the best the team in the nation." Shit, you've all heard it again. But yeah. I'm just saying that's what we're doing here. I just want to light it out for the fans. Well, I was just gonna say I think this more than even reading those tweets sums everything up. What you got there, sour grapes? You got a grip of sour grapes. Oh, them sour grapes. You brought them sour grapes. Sour grapes, sour grapes, you got them sour grapes. Oh, sour grapes, you want a grip of sour grapes. Oh, 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 oh. This is Sports Talk Prime Time, Arkansas's top-rated sports talk show. Are you in or are you out? The way back in now. Interviews, phone calls, commentary. I haven't heard this yet, Brennan. Yeah, thank you. Filling in for both today, here is Bart Pullman. Ellie Bryant. Kelly Bryant, Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant says he's going to transfer. This came after on Sunday. Going to Missouri. Huh? You know, <laughs> I wasn't convinced that Kelly Bryant was going to pick Arkansas, considering the other options out there. It seemed like there were just some some better fits. But Missouri? Yeah, there one more than two games, for instance. Why in the world would you choose to go to Missouri? I don't know. Columbia, Missouri? Yeah, what a shithole. Why would anyone want to go there? Can you believe this guy? Have you been like? Have you been to Columbia, Missouri? Saul, have you yes, been to Columbia? Uh, I have not been to Columbia. Fuck. I've also been to Fayetteville. I have, and it's just so meh. Not not in Arkansas. Like it's just that. it's yeah. It's wow. not the not the glory like, land that Arkansas nothing is. Nothing exciting about Columbia, Missouri. It's or a nice the campus town. of the University of Missouri. This guy doesn't know anything. Just, it's a beautiful like, campus. Stadium. I, I know they got a construction project going on. But I'm just talking about from like a lifestyle standpoint. That's not yeah, a place I would want to spend a year, let alone half a year, let alone more than a day. <laughs> there you go. That is how they described how astounded they were that Kelly Bryant would come to Arkansas. I can't imagine him wanting to spend a year there, or much less a day. Ugh, it's, so like, gross. Not, it's not like Fayetteville, Brennan. There's not, not one but two laser tag outlets like there is in Fayetteville. Man, can you believe Where's that? Where's he going to put laser tag at, Brennan? <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, the guy's a fucking idiot. Columbia, Missouri, you're in fucking Fayetteville, Arkansas. What's so fucking great? How in the world are they getting high and mighty? They're fucking Arkansas. I've said it before. I love how everybody likes to rip on a stadium. I mean, I just don't understand this whole high school well, field stadium thing that they talk about. In lieu of nothing else, I mean... You've got to come up with something. Like if you're if you're on a on the basketball team in high school, and there's a guy who's super good looking with an enormous dick, but you hate his guts, you still got to figure out something. Like, hey man, nice enormous dick. It kind of hangs to the left now, doesn't it? We you know, know, mine doesn't do that. Now it's much much smaller, 
but it doesn't hang to the left. Well, I remember guys making fun. Walton's money in Columbia too, but we don't always put it towards the football field. Like (laughs) we may buy books and things with it. (laughs) Yeah, they don't know about those stadiums. Yeah, Colin, I know uh, it hurt me when people always made fun of my dick hanging to the left like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like yeah, Missouri's got a better record than you, has owned you, but yeah, we're going to make fun of you for your town not being up to par. It's a nice town. He he didn't have anything specific too. It makes me feel like he hasn't ever actually been to Columbia. Agreed. Agreed. Trying to figure out something. He's like I said, he's he's looking at the good looking guy with an enormous dick and pointing out that his dick hangs slightly to the left. And he doesn't even have that, Colin. He doesn't know anything about Columbia. It's just not there. You know what I mean? He just calls it meh. Like when he tried to describe it, he just calls it meh. That's as descriptive as he got. I think you're right. I don't think he's ever fucking been here because when he talks about the campus, I think Mizzou's campus stacks up with any place in the fucking country. It's a very beautiful campus and people. And and if you've been here, people know that. Yeah. And you know, you can't, cause it's undeniable. There's a giant campus with fresh green grass and all the beautiful old buildings with all the great architecture and the giant columns. It looks just like old misses or any of these other sec campuses that are known for their beauty. It's a beautiful campus, and I've been to Fayetteville, but I'm like, I don't know. I haven't, like, I didn't, I don't have opinions on Fayetteville because literally my experience with Fayetteville is driving through it. Well, and you don't pretend like you have, like this fucking guy. Like, oh, Fayetteville, meh. Yeah. Well, the thing that gets me is all the stadium talk because a lot of these Arkansas fans kept harping on our stadium. And here's the thing that gets me about the stadium. First of all, they play half their fucking games out in Little Rock in a shitty high school stadium that seats 50,000 people. Secondly, their stadium seats like 76,000. Before we started our construction project, our seats like 72,000. Like, that's the only difference is 4,000 seats. Those guys are fucking delusional. I, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Don't know. Yeah. It's easy to go, oh, Mizzou Stadium isn't up to par. They've never you, been there. They don't know the stadium count. It doesn't matter because they're on the radio in Fayetteville. You know what I mean? Who's going to argue with them? Yeah. And, so, and, and hold up for Mizzou and be like, your opinion is very dumb. Those people don't go farther north than Branson, that <laughs> shithole of a town. That's right. Well, guys, taking us back to Kelly Bryant, it's going to be a huge change when we get Kelly Bryant next year, but it's a massive uplift for the program because obviously we're losing Drew Locke on offense, but really we're going to have about everybody else back. I mean, Emmanuel Hall is gone, but like you said, we got a wide receiver transfer from Arkansas. A lot of those other wide receivers we've got are still around. We're going to have a different style of offense though, because Kelly Bryant is no more for his legs than his arm. Unlike Drew Locke, you know, we were kept thinking like, we didn't even want to think about a, a world where Drew Locke isn't our quarterback because we don't have any answers. Barry Odom came through, and we've got an answer. I think, um, you know, my expectation, my hope is Brad Smith because yeah. I, I, people are getting a little high on Kelly Brown. He is an awesome recruit, and we are glad to have him. But I don't, you know, uh, some of the stuff I've heard makes me feel like people are, have this expectation that this team is somehow going to an eclipse a uh, Drew Locke-led He's football team. He's not better than Drew Locke. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So, But he could be Brad Smith easily, and I would take Brad Smith every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I loved Brad Smith. The other thing, though, next year is our schedule is a lot easier than it was this season. I don't, we don't Mississippi have to face Mississippi State grad tell me that today. He goes, why wouldn't Kelly Bryant go to school at Mizzou? He goes, the schedule next year sets up better than anybody's schedule in the SEC. Plus, yeah. it's a program up and running. They won eight games. They're gonna. They're working on nine. Derek Dooley, I think, has has uh, done himself some favors as far as you know. Let me tell you this: you, I guarantee you, Drew Locke made a call to Kelly Bryant. He probably helped this program out, and Kelly and he probably told Kelly Bryant, like Derek Dooley knows how to run a pro style offense. He's going to help your game. He's going to get you to the next level. I'm sure they told him all that shit. And uh, you got Arkansas, which is a dumpster fire. You got Auburn, who, despite having you know consistently good football teams, doesn't know where they're going to be with Gus Malls on. 
you know, meanwhile, Barry Odom's looking at a brand new contract. So, I mean, there are a lot of reasons Missouri looked like a more stable on, you know, train on the track situation to go to. Absolutely. I mean, it makes a lot of sense if you're actually looking out for your career and you're not just hanging on to the past or delusions like Arkansas was. But Colin, you mentioned Barry Odom and his new contract. That's also news we should bring up. Barry Odom was extended this year, and it's amazing, really, because after that Kentucky game, everyone was calling for Barry Odom's head. And by the end of the year, we were all hoping and praying he would get an extension, which he did. He uh, was one of the lowest-paid coaches in the SEC, still near the bottom, but he's making an extra million dollars a year. I think there's a, a lot of new... Yeah, when I saw the contract, I was a little bit surprised, honestly. About what? How low it was? or how... Yeah, like we're still getting a pretty good deal. Well, they're going to get part of it to TJ Moe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> His by agent. The way, he is Barry Odom's agent. He did him well. You know, and, and Colin, you talked about by hiring Barry Odom, you knew you were getting a guy who would likely stick around. And there were talks about about how Louisville was interested in hiring him, and he shut those down pretty quick. And obviously he was in the middle of contract negotiations at the time. But he's starting to get a little heat. A guy who was on the hot seat for getting fired is now getting some heat as far as uh, other places, thinking he might be a good coach there. I think it's easy for us to take for granted how good Mizzou has been in a lot of ways, and not just with Barry Odom, but for the last 20 years, basically. You know what I mean? We have been, no, we haven't won national championships, and no, we haven't been world beaters, but we've been respectable. You know what I mean? We've had our, we've had a couple of Turdburger years in there, but we have been respectable. And when I really boil it down and start looking across the landscape of college football, there are a lot of programs that would kill to be in this position Missouri is in. Nebraska, Colorado. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's, there's you know, people like Kansas, that. for instance. I mean, Kansas in this, in this perpetual state of shit, Barry Odom has not accomplished all the things that we hoped he would, you know, so far. But at the same time, sometimes you have to have some perspective and he, you know, we're working on nine wins. And I think you've said it, Brendan, a coach that wins nine wins at Missouri gets to keep his job. That's and right. That's, I mean, this at Auburn, maybe that's not good enough, but at Missouri, it is good enough, and it, and that's okay. And you know what? If we reel off a dozen national championships, and that fucking sets the bar someplace else for our coaches, and nine wins isn't enough, I'm okay with that outcome too. But as of right now, I'll take nine wins. And I'm, you know, of course, giving us a win that we don't already have yet against Oklahoma State. But point being is that eight, nine wins, I can live with that. At certain points of the season, it's going to make me very angry, but at the end of the year, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, Barry Odom has really improved the team from when he got here. And it was, you know, it wasn't in complete dire straits like Kim Anderson had led the team into complete nether regions, but it wasn't good. It was trending down and yeah. there was a lot of sh baggage and shit along with that team. And he shed all the baggage, better or worse, all the bumps and bruises along the way, getting us to this eight win season. He has shed the baggage from 2015 and it is definitely a program on the up and up. And, you know, the Kelly Bryant news, as, as well as it being a good football move, got a lot of positive press attention. You know, Paul Feinbaum's talking about what a great move it was for the Tigers and what a great coup it was. You know, yeah, I saw him say that nobody expected Barry Odom to, to be successful and then he gets his new contract. Like, nobody expected that, Paul? <laughs> no one? I yeah. don't think Barry Odom thought he'd be a success. Well, Colin, you can, ex you gotta expect Paul to be Paul, but, uh, <laughs> I just saw that quote, and I was like, God damn, Paul. Yeah. Nobody thought he'd be successful. Everybody <laughs> fail miserably. Like, I'm pretty sure Missouri thought he had a half a chance. I mean, they hired him. Yeah. And well, I'll tell you what. Between the contract extension and Kelly Bryant coming, uh, expectations are going to be a lot higher next year. It answers some questions about Barry Odom because I think one of those questions that people had had is, can he recruit? And he has started to build that that up. I mean, I still have my issues with Barry Odom. One of the things that still worries me is the 
maybe some of the recognition of talent. I mean, we did have Emmanuel Hall ride the pine for far too long. Yeah. Um, I still feel like there are players that are on this roster that didn't get enough opportunities. And, you know, I, he passed on third and a half a yard uh, against Kentucky and lost us the game. Yeah. You know, there are, there are still things to, to, to scratch your but, head you about. Know, the thing is, Colin, over time, all coaches are going to do something like that. Sure. Bill Belichick sure. just lost. New England again with this Miami miracle by putting uh, yeah Gronkowski to not get a seventy yard hail mary that <laughs> yeah. no quarterback in the NFL could throw aside from maybe Patrick Mahomes yeah, yeah but so, you know so all coaches are going to do that and, and we have not been very tolerant of Barry's bumps and bruises because they've been pretty rough ugly ones but uh, he has ridden the mountain and if you look from a, a long view I think he's doing a great job for you know where we started so but you know the thing is it's not been all positive news although it's been a lot of positive news for this football team we did hear earlier in the week that uh, Trey Williams the defensive end starting defensive end was arrested for domestic assault and there is a policy that if you are guilty of a felony you cannot play sports at Mizzou so uh, that is something of um, concern as to whether he would be eligible for the bowl but uh, before we went on the air, Caleb, you said you had read something about that. Yeah, the News Tribune released a report that said he will not be charged with a crime. So the police department had no comment on it, but his mother released a statement, and it does not look like he's going to be charged with it at this moment. Which could mean that his suspension would be lifted. I don't know for sure, because uh, you know Barry Odom can keep the suspension if he wants, but as far as the uh, university rules are concerned, it's, he would theoretically become eligible. Anyway, there was that piece of news and it, you know, it could brighten up. I mean, that theoretically Trey Williams could play in the bowl game now with this new news. So who knows? We'll find out. I mean, there's a lot of time between now and December 30th when this football game kicks off in Memphis. Well, Brendan, and what's really important more so for me to the bowl game is that he might be eligible to play two more years of football for this university. Yeah. Whereas he would have been otherwise been gone. Jettison playing Juco at some last chance you on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that is, uh, you know, certainly for his future, that's uh, a big thing. But uh, for my interest in the short term, the bowl game. Yeah. Uh, fuck his future. But what's happening in the bowl? Yeah. And speaking of about the bowl and uh, salary increase and all kinds of things, Kelly Bryant, coup. Uh, we knew that you all would want to hear from the man himself, the guy who's been the center, the epicenter of all of this news, Barry Odom, is going to join us on the line. So if you'll bear with me, fellas, I'm going to uh, patch him in now. Coach Odom, are you on the line? Hey, you got Barry talk at me. <laughs> hey, Coach, good to hear from you. I hope you are in a good mood. Oh, boy, I'm telling you what, boys, I've had a... Had a nice couple of dates. Yeah, where do we even... A couple want? of weeks, really. Yeah, you bet. You you throttled Arkansas in front of a sparse home crowd, but uh, you got to see seniors Terry Beckner Jr. and Drew Locke and others go out a winner, and then you get sent to the Liberty Bowl to possibly get your first nine-win season in your young career. And then, of course... Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. I can't wait to play Liberty and Hugh Freeze. No, 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 Coach, Coach. Liberty is the name of the bowl. It's actually played in Memphis at the University of Memphis's stadium against Oklahoma State. Well, that is news to me. Yeah, yeah, that is. Okay, know. man. Hey, that's all right. Yeah, I hope you start start watching some Oklahoma State video. I hope you haven't watched too much Liberty video. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. That's a good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna call one of the, the uh, 
one of those little pecker heads that don't pay that works around here. What do they call them things? In- anyway, interns. Yeah. I had to pull up some tape. I've been watching a lot of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. We they do. were a bad football team, man. I was really good looking forward to playing them. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you got to play Oklahoma State, who looks to be a much better program. They are six and six, even though they were only a five hundred team this year. They have a pretty powerful offense. They almost beat Oklahoma. They had a couple of close games, and then they had some odd losses. So it looks to be a high scoring affair. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know them well. I, I'm in a snap group with Mike Gundy. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Bring that mullet to Barry. <laughs> what does uh, Mike Gundy's Snapchat uh, look like? Oh, I don't know. Imagine uh, if uh, Sean Hannity and Ann Coulter had a baby. Well, That's probably would best describe it. Yeah, it's, it'll, it sure has some interesting hair. Coach, I want to shift gears and talk. Yeah, there's some Melissa Etheridge in there for sure, too. Okay. I, I wanted to switch gears a little bit because uh, one of the biggest things that's happened in this off season and in your career, frankly, is you recently signed Kelly Bryant the uh, senior from Clemson, who uh, national programs around the country were looking to grab, and you were the successful one who landed their quarterback, starting quarterback for next year. How'd you do it, yeah, Coach? Yeah, me and Kelly, man, we, we, we hit it off. We really were kindred spirits. How's that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I talked to him. He seemed to, to listen and like what I had to say. But over the course of that relationship, a lot of back rubs, you know, and uh, things just matured into something special. And uh, now he's a Missouri Tiger. Wow, that's it, that's not the way I thought it would go, uh, Coach. What did you do different than uh, you know Gus Malzahn or Chad Morris, Mark Richt in Miami? How did you get him when all these other programs? Well, all I can say is that Barry is known for his back rubs, supple hands, my friend, supple hands. <laughs> is that a is that a strategy you employ often with your uh, recruiting efforts? Oh, absolutely. Man, you got to pull out all the stops when it comes to when it comes to uh, recruiting. You know, I don't know if you boys know this, but. Uh, you know, that's, that's something a lot of guys don't think about is how much, how much these young men enjoy back massages. I bet you're right. In fact, I've never heard it mentioned before this very interview. Well, I guess I've let a little, uh, trade secret out of the bag here, but, uh, he's already on our football team, so I guess it's okay. Yeah. And man, I cannot wait to see what he does in the Liberty Bowl, man. I, I bet, you know, Oklahoma State ain't going to know it hit him. Wait a minute, C- coach, coach, he's not going to be eligible till next season. You, you, Drew Locke will be starting for the Liberty Bowl. Say what now? You won't have Kelly Bryant just yet. He'll be there next fall, but, but Drew Locke still is going to be the quarterback for Oh, man, what was the fucking point of all the work, man? I got to wait a whole year? Yeah. Golly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think Drew would even play. I mean, he's going to the NFL and make a bunch of money. Yeah. I was like, I want to see this. I want to see my new toy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. But speaking of a bunch of money, coach, you just got a big raise. I think you got an extra million onto your contract with a lot of incentives and, uh, damn move- right. Pay that motherfucker. Dollar, <laughs> dollar bill, you all. Yeah. Are you happy about that? Oh, sure, man. I'm getting, I'm putting in the sweetest above ground pool you ever saw. Yeah. I promise the kids if I got this contract, it was happening. <laughs> well, maybe a hot tub for the misses. Yeah, sure. I can understand that. You'll have the money for it. Coach, you know, you were the lowest paid coach in the uh, SEC before this. Well, you know what, guys? I was an unproven commodity. And, uh, you know, it don't take much to keep old Barry happy. You know, a 12-pack of beer, a television set, some MLS soccer. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty well happy as a bug in a rug. Yeah, you're not high maintenance, huh? No, sir. No, sir, not at all. I mean... You know, and uh, maybe an occasional back rub, because even Barry likes, you know, to give and to receive. <laughs> sure, I understand that, Coach. I made Jim Sturt give me one, by the way. You better believe that. Yeah, it seemed like uh, most of this first part of the season, you were doing the back rows for him. Well, hey, how the tables have turned, and I'm going to tell you something. He's got really strong hands. <laughs> Good to know. 
Good to know. So, uh, gotta work the thumbs. <laughs> Coach, uh, you are playing Oklahoma State. Do you have any strategies for uh, whipping the Cowboys down in Memphis? Well, now that I know that, that uh, Kelly's not, Bryant's not going to play with us, I mean, that might have to change some things. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm just going to hope that uh, we play well. I mean, truth is, boys, is uh, with all this excitement going on lately, I haven't been paying much attention to the whole football thing. But, you know, that's why you've got assistant coaches to do their job. You hire them. You delegate so uh, we'll see what the boys do. We'll see what the old coaching staff comes up with. You know? <laughs> sure. So, uh, and, you know, who knows? Well, one last question I have for you, Coach. You mentioned you were going to get an above-ground pool for those kids with the money. You are going to put on a hot tub for the missus. Are you going to do anything for Barry himself? For, for Do something for yourself with this? Uh... I'm going to get me some silver-plated truck nuts. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah? What kind of car do you know drive? Barry's rolling through Columbia when you see those big old truck nuts swinging around bright silver shiny man i've been left had my eye on them for quite some time and i'm talking about the nice kind not the cheap ones i mean i mean the, the top shelf ones that you can see the veins in and everything oh god coach <laughs> well um you know treat yourself you've, you've earned it if you see a truck a really nice truck rolling around columbia fans and you see them truck nuts on it you honk the horn because you're looking at barry all right, Coach. We're glad things are rolling along well for you. We wish you luck in the Liberty Bowl against Oklahoma State, not Liberty. Keep that in mind. And thanks for being on the show again. Yeah, M-I-Z, fellas. Z-O-U. Stop! Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway, 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix, phones fixed fast. And we are back, and you're listening to Bout Some Money by listener Young Pixar and King Essay. Send your music in to mizodcast at gmail.com. As we usually do during the regular season, Caleb the Greek is going to join us, and uh, it's bowl season, so Caleb is bringing us his picks for each and every fucking bowl game, no matter how shitty, and they will be shitty. Caleb, thanks for joining us once again for Caleb the Greek, Pick of the Week. When you see that Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls alike, they want to get them some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser, it's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. Well, thanks, Brendan. We do have some excellent bowls out there, like the First Responder Bowl and Ooh. Dollar General Bowl. That's a good one. Fucking Camellia Bowl. I mean, those are something that you look forward to every year playing. It's a holiday tradition. Toilet Bowl. I hope the Dollar General Bowl seats are not expensive because that would be ironic. Swing and a miss, Brendan. No, I mean, it's Buffalo and Troy playing. Mm. So I, I'd say they're going for about 
Tree 350SC. <laughs> I think you're probably right. All right. You want to get into this thing? Yeah. How are we doing it? Are we going to go chronologically or order yeah. of importance? We're, we're going to go chronologically this time all the way through the bowl game. So when it's do, going to get better as we go. It should at least. When do these bowls start? When's the first one? Let's get started. This weekend they will play the Army-Navy game, I believe. Yeah. Last regular season game, and then the 15th will start the bowl season. All right. So we're going to start off with a great game between Tulane and Louisiana Lafayette. A classic rivalry. Big-time rivalry. We're going to go uh, Tulane is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Do you know what bowl it is? Yes, I wrote them all down, actually. Hot damn. Auto Nation Bowl. Oh, yeah. Everybody's heard of the Auto Nation. It's not the crawfish and uh, jambalaya bowl? No, not. They, they sent them off somewhere else. I think they're playing this one in Iowa. Oh, lovely. But we're going we're gonna to pick the uh, Raging Cajuns down there in Louisiana Lafayette in this game, even though they're a three-and-a-half-point underdog. They're, you're going to take the three-and-a-half-point dog, the Raging Cajuns. Yes, sir. Well, since we're going to do all these bowl games, Caleb, I'm going to give the coin a fucking break because... Yeah. Uh, Fuck that coin. Fuck the coin. It'll hurt your thumb flipping it that much. That's a good point, yeah. The coin lost this year already. He doesn't need any more ass-fucking Yeah. No more humiliations from the coin. On to the uh, the New Mexico Bowl. Mm, where's that held this year? Pretty sure in Arizona. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe it's Laughlin, uh, Nevada. I can't remember. But it will square up North Texas, who slaughtered Arkansas earlier in the year, if you remember. Yeah, I think that was a home game for Arkansas. Yeah, kick their ass. Hands down, kick their ass. They're going to play... Utah State. Utah State is an 11-point favorite. I'm going to go ahead and take North Texas in this one just because they beat Arkansas at home. All right, you're taking those points and uh, the 11-point spread. Fuck the Utah Staters. Also, fuck Arkansas. Yeah, we don't want any of those guys. All right, get your bets in, fuckers. On to the Las Vegas Bowl held in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, not Reno? No, not Reno. They're actually having this one in Las Vegas. I believe there's a football field, even though the Raiders still haven't got theirs built. There's no. a football field to play on. So. That's nice. Fresno State, four-and-a-half-point favorite over Arizona State. Take the Arizona State. Herm Edwards will play to win the game. All right, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you got three dogs so far. Three dogs in a row. All right. Backlog underdogs. On to the Camellia Bowl. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. It's a bowl somewhere. And Georgia Southern plays Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Take them. I know nothing about this game. It's a goddamn guess. <laughs> so you're laying three-and-a-half on a whim. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good to me. On to the New Orleans Bowl. Now we're cooking. Yeah. Middle Tennessee playing Appalachian State. Appalachians. I think they're tough. They live in, like, the mountains. They're going to win by 14. So take Appalachian State as a nine-point favorite in this game. All right. Lane nine this time. Mm-hmm. And then on to the Frisco Bowl. <laughs> is this Frisco, Texas, or is it San Francisco? I don't know. It doesn't tell me. It just says Frisco. So. No one will go. I was thinking maybe, you know, it has something to do with fucking Crisco. Yeah, sure. We've all been there. San Diego State plays Ohio. Okay. Ohio, not the Ohio. And not Miami of Ohio. No, no. 
Ohio's a three-point favorite. I think they'll beat the Aztecs by more than that. Take Ohio. All right, lane three. You had three straight dogs, and now three straight favorites. Yeah, it's how I used to take tests in college. <laughs> okay, on to the Gasparilla Bowl. I don't know <laughs> Good what the Lord. Gasparilla is, but it's a bowl. Yeah. Marshall plays USF, which is University of South Florida. South Florida is a two-point favorite. I'm going to go with Marshall because they're the thundering herd. They South are Marshall, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, Marshall. I think as a general rule, it's always good to, if you don't know who's playing or if you don't know anything about them, take the team whose mascot does not end in S. Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's just betting logic. <laughs> well, you got to start off somewhere, so you might as well use that. Okay, in the Bahamas Bowl, which sounds like the best bowl you could possibly get. Absolutely. If I was a football team, I would want to play in the Bahamas Bowl. I certainly hope it's being played in the Bahamas, or else it would be severely disappointing. I think they're playing at the Florida Keys, but they call it the Bahamas Bowl. Close. That's, that's not a fact, but I, I, I'm i going to tell you it is. We don't deal in facts here. Fake news. No, Florida International plays Toledo, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem fair. They should bring another team from the north to play in the Bahamas. I anyway. agree. And Toledo is home of Kareem Hunt, who has a very good running back and a very good uh, woman kicker. Yeah, he had a storied um, career, I believe. Yeah, he was real good there. Never fumbled, they say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're four-and-a-half-point favorite. Take them. Hold on. Taking Toledo? Yep. Okay. In the warm weather, Toledo's going to shine. They love it. Oh, you're going to enjoy this one. It's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Oh, it's my favorite bowl of the year. Between Western Michigan and BYU. Okay. Always seem to have an, a uh, West Coast team at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I yeah. always feel like this is the biggest loser of bowl games. If you get sent to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, you know you've really fucked up as a football program. Well, I think that's why they picked BYU. There's lots of Mormons out there in the middle of fucking nowhere, and yeah. apparently they watch football. Yeah, you know, potatoes. You know, I spent uh, New Year's New Year's Eve one year at uh, New Orleans, which was a fucking blast. But I got I was in town to be at the Sugar Bowl between Alabama and Utah, and you couldn't see more disappointed business owners than the bar owners in New Orleans when they picked a bunch of fucking Mormons to celebrate New Year's. It it was not good for the bottom line. I mean, the Alabamans, they did their best to drink, but then a bunch of milk-drinking fucking Mormons came in to not spend money in New Orleans. They're only making like 35 cents a can off that stag that Alabama's buying, so (laughs) they're probably really pissed. Yeah. Well, BYU's a 12.5-point favorite. Western Michigan has to travel out there to the Shadowlands, so BYU by more than 12 and a half. Way in 12 and a half. Faith in BYU. Then a huge bowl, the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah. Played in Montgomery every year. Yeah, Memphis, Wake Forest. We've seen Memphis this year. That's right. I know nothing about Wake Forest except that uh, Tim Duncan played basketball there, and I'm pretty sure like Jack Nicholas played golf there. Other than that, I know shit. So Memphis, four-point favorite. They'll win by more than four. I agree with that one. That one seems like easy money to me whenever I watch Memphis nearly pull off the upset against the reigning national champion uh, UCF Golden Knights. Memphis has played a lot of bowl teams this year and beat a lot of bowl teams. So. Yeah, fuck Wake Forest, they suck. I've never been to that forest, but I'm sure it's terrible. I'm writing that one down because I want to put real cash money on that one. I actually looked that game up. Everything about Memphis looks better than Wake Forest, but it's a 
The worst part is about bowl games is are people going to actually play and give a fuck? Yeah. Because there they're getting free stuff already no matter if they win or lose. It's not like if they win they get more. So No, but I think these middle tier teams actually yeah. do care about these bowl games a lot more than you know the Power 5 schools where half the seniors are like, fuck this, I'm going to go to the NFL, I'm not going to risk an in- injury uh, just to get a cheap fossil watch as a swag prize at the Idaho yeah. Potato Bowl. Agreed. On to the next, the Armed Forces Bowl, mm-hmm. which may be the last year that's the Armed Forces Bowl, and it may change like SpaceX Bowl. Yeah, Space Academy. Yeah, Elon Musk Bowl. That will be interesting when they start playing the Armed Forces Bowl in space, because that really changes the dynamic of the passing game. Yeah, I think that's the first thing Elon's going to build on Mars, is a football stadium. Sure, yeah, that's the American way. Houston plays Army. Houston's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to pick Army, because they run a weird offense and people don't score against them. Houston's best players on defense. He's going to be a number one draft pick. He probably is not going to want to get hurt. Army. And because you're a goddamn patriot. And I don't like Major Applewhite. He's just got a douchebag name. Major douchebag. Okay, and here's the vaunted Dollar General Bowl. Where Buffalo is a four-point favorite over Troy. <laughs> Buffalo versus Troy. I'm going to be sure to tune into that. Yeah, that is a big game. We're going to go with Buffalo as a four-point favorite. We're going to take Buffalo. Mark it down. Next, on to the Hawaii Bowl. Would now, you like to take a guess who's playing in the Hawaii Bowl? Well, I uh, I think Hawaii usually is invited to the Hawaii Bowl. It saves on uh, travel expenses. Yeah, so Hawaii's playing Louisiana Tech. Uh, they picked a team from the south middle of the country to fly all the way to Hawaii. Yeah, they should have picked another northern team, like you said, with the Bahama Bowl. Yeah, uh, Hawaii, two and a half point favorite. We're going to take Hawaii at home to win this game. I like it. And next, we had the Armed Forces Bowl. Now we're going to go on to the First Responder Bowl. <laughs> a little less prestigious. Mm-hmm. Boston College and Boise State. Boise State, two and a half point favorite. I'm going to take Boise State. They're 10-3 and three this year. They're always a good football club. Boston College, not so much. No, Doug Flutie hasn't been there in a while. No, take Boise State, two and a half points, laying down. Okay, to the Quick Lane Bowl, which good I Lord. assume they're like an oil change and lube. Or a bowling alley. Yeah. Minnesota plays Georgia Tech. Okay, so now we're getting into some Power 5 teams. Yeah. Minnesota, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Georgia Tech. They're hard to beat because they run a wing T offense or some bullshit, and people aren't used to it. I think they beat Minnesota by more than three-and-a-half. Okay. One of my kids' favorite things, the Cheez-It Bowl. They're delicious. I wish they would have put like, a flavor on there, like jalapeno Cheez-It or I like, Parmesan. I like the know. white cheddar Cheez-Its. Yeah. I'd go to the white cheddar Cheez-It Bowl. That sounded really racist for some reason. Yeah, well, I do like the white cheddar. They are nice. If they made black cheddar, I would probably eat those, too. Agreed. TCU plays cow. The line is even. Take cow. <laughs> Oh, you like Cal. I was interested in this because the Pac-12 was basically absent this year from the top 25, and, but TCU was nothing to speak of either. So TCU looks horrible, and I can't believe they made a bowl game 
but I don't watch any West Coast football because it's trash mostly. Yeah, and it's on late. Al's that much better, but I, I would imagine they have better athletes than TCU. Well, TCU had to play Kansas, so they get a free win. Gravy. On to a bowl that we know a little bit about, the Independence Bowl. Yes, we know way too much about that bowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, Temple's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Duke. I'm going to take Temple on this one. Because you're a big Bill Cosby fan, and that's his alma mater? Huge Bill Cosby fan. <laughs> yeah. What's that guy doing? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, if I recall, you weren't a big Bill Cosby fan until like two or three years ago. Yeah, it just happened. Like, I hated Bill Cosby growing up. And then a couple years ago, I'm like, you know this Bill Cosby, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give him another shot. Yeah, yeah. Big fan now. Walk around with a Temple shirt on all the time. Not a good look, Caleb. Next bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, which I believe was played in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. So what would you do? You'd invite Miami, a two-and-a-half-point favorite to play Wisconsin oh my in God. New York City. In December. In yeah. December. I tell you what, that's, um, I don't know what the spread is on this one, but I'm not giving Miami much much uh, chance in this Miami's kind of weather. two-and-a-half-point favorite, and I choose Wisconsin. <laughs> I like that. That choice a lot. Uh, the next one is the Texas Bowl. Yeah, we know a little bit about that from last yeah. year. They're going to go ahead and invite Baylor, who is from Texas, to play SEC's Vanderbilt, who is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to pick Vanderbilt. I've got a soft spot for Vandy and Mason. I like them. I do, too, and I think they are a lot better than people realize. They have a tough schedule, and they play everybody tough. I think Vandy will play hard, too. I don't think Mason will let this team fuck off. That's just who he is. Well, I think 6-6 six and six teams, when they do go to a bowl game, they do actually have something to play for. It's the difference between a winning season or not. Yeah. Hashtag analysis. Uh, so, Vandy 2.5 looks tasty to me. We're going to take that. All right. I agree. On to a game we know a little bit about. Auburn plays Purdue in the Music City Bowl, which will be in Nashville. Auburn is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Missouri could have gone to that bowl. That was one of the choices that the SEC had. Obviously, they chose Purdue, so we weren't going to play them again, and uh, we got sent to Memphis. But uh, that seems like a pretty narrow spread. I mean, we all watched Purdue beat Ohio State. We saw Missouri beat Purdue by a close margin. But you got to think even a 7-5 and five Auburn is better than Purdue. Well, I, that's another game where I think bowl season, I don't think that Auburn is going to play for much. That's a, I, I, they've got a, basically at this point, they've got a lame duck coach. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't really take that in consideration. But this is a big disappointing season for Auburn. They're in complete and fucking total disarray. They're pissed about this Kelly Bryant character not coming to Auburn. So you may be right. I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to say Purdue. I wouldn't bet real money on it, but we're going to say Purdue at the moment. All right. Do you have a uh, old haunted house creaky door next to uh, where we're recording this, Caleb? Yeah, it is definitely my – apparently something on my front door is really creaky right now. You would think it was an old wooden vault door, but it's actually not. It is a normal house steel door with a window on it that's making that great sound. Yeah, maybe we're going to have to get a sponsorship from WD-40. Yes, we'll try that after we get off the horn. Next up is the Camping World Bowl. <laughs> is this a new one, or am I forgetting? I actually think Camping World's been around for a while, the Camping World Bowl. Yeah. Camping World's a big favorite of my mom's. Yeah. My mom and dad have a camper and, you know, all kinds of camping equipment, big fifth wheel. 
they go camping like one and a half times a year. Sure. You they've know. got like $90,000 invested in it. That's like uh, me golfing. That's the kind of people that love camping world. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty much how I do golfing. Invest yeah. a lot of money and go twice a year. Well, Syracuse plays West Virginia, which I think is kind of a hose job. Yeah. Those two teams are good football teams. Really well, good. I know who you're going to pick in this one. Well, you would think I would pick Syracuse, but I'm going to pick West Virginia at a seven-point favorite. Whoa, shocker. You've been picking Syracuse all season long. I have. I have. And this was a tough game. I didn't really want to bet on it. I wanted to just call it good because I like both West Virginia and Syracuse. So any team that takes down Texas and throws the horns down is is good in my book. I agree. West Virginia earned my respect early in the year. Yeah, I agree. I like their coach, too. He's got quite a mullet. They always have the best coaches there in West Virginia. You got Bob Huggins. Yeah. Heart attacks on the sideline in basketball. (laughs) Then Dana football. He's good. Yeah. So West Virginia, seven-point favorite take. And then the Alamo Bowl, we've got Iowa State and Washington State. We're going to talk about awesome coaches. We've got uh, Mr. Mike going with Washington State there. Leach will uh, win them this game by more than one point with their favorite. Yeah, that's interesting. So what bowl is that again? The Alamo Bowl. Okay. Yeah, Washington State had a good year. That's what's kind of odd about some of these games. I mean, they're playing the Alamo Bowl, and I would think Washington State was ranked like number 12 a couple weeks ago. They were. They only lost one game since then, but I guess it really affected the uh, bowl choices. Well, next up in a game that we could have been in also is the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Yeah. Florida plays Michigan. Yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup because I think both of these teams have been highly ranked at different points in the year. And I think both are a little overrated. Yeah, Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite, and I think Michigan is ahead above Florida. I'm I'm gonna pick Michigan. Okay. Yeah, that's a it's a little bit of a spread that would scare me, I guess. That's why Caleb does the picks because he's got balls. You know, the game Missouri played against Florida, Florida just looked god awful. But the rest of their resume doesn't look terrible, so I don't know what to think about them. Yeah, I'm just going to go on to the fact that uh, Harbaugh will make his boys play hard. Yeah, after getting their ass thumped by Ohio State at the end of the year. Okay, some more SEC action at the Belk Bowl. That's a very SEC bowl. Every year, one team or the other steals things while they're there, so... Mm -hmm. Don't take money on this one because I don't know which team's going to steal because it's South Carolina, three-and-a-half-point favorite over Virginia. Oh, I don't know anything about UVA. No, but I take them because fuck South Carolina. Good point. And everybody should bet on their feelings, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's highly recommended. Okay, to the Arizona Bowl. And this one's in New Mexico, you said? In New Mexico, yeah. It's, it actually used to be called the Arizona-New Mexico Hatch Chili Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now they just made it Arizona Bowl. Okay. I think you have to smoke a bowl when you enter the stadium. I thought that was the Colorado Bowl. No, this this one because you have to watch Arkansas State play Nevada. Yikes, yeah. Past the joint. The line is even, and I flipped a coin, and Arkansas State's going to win. Okay, I believe that. Arkansas State usually has a pretty good team. Yeah, they're better than Arkansas. Yeah, they're definitely the best team in Arkansas. Okay, here comes some bigger bowl games. Cotton Bowl, Notre Dame versus Clemson. That's our first college football playoff bowl. Clemson, 10.5-point favorite. Clemson wins by 35. (laughs) 
Oh, you're taking, you're laying the ten and a half against an undefeated Notre Dame. Gee, fuck Notre Dame. They'll never win a college playoff game against Clemson. Man after my own heart. Fuck Notre Dame. Irish pussies. Okay, then on to the next uh, college playoff game. We have Oklahoma and Alabama in the Orange Bowl. Alabama 14 and a half point favorite. I wrestled on this game on what I was going to do, and I ended up choosing Oklahoma for the simple fact that I don't think Alabama has seen an offense like like Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Tyler Murray can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He can do anything. And that requires Alabama to score on almost every possession. Even though their defense is good and Oklahoma's isn't. I think Oklahoma makes it a real game because it forces Alabama to have to do things they don't have to do all the time. Do you think Oklahoma has a chance to win this, or do you think I, they... I do think they have a chance to win it. I don't think they will win it. I think it's more like a seven-point game. Okay. But I just think Alabama's going to have a hard time with Oklahoma's offense because they're, there's not a better offense in the country. Yeah. They haven't played anybody that they're way better than Georgia's offense, and we saw what Georgia did last weekend. So the only thing about this is that you're right. I agree with you wholeheartedly about their offense, but you look at um, Oklahoma's resume, and they have won and lost a number of 48 to 45 games. As good as their offense is, their defense is trash. It, you're exactly right, and that's why I think Alabama will win in the end. I just think it will be one of those games where they just keep scoring points back and forth, mm-hmm. and it's going to be who makes the stops, and I think Alabama makes a stop or two more than what Oklahoma does. But I think that the 14 and a half gets covered. Alrighty. On to the Military Bowl, because we haven't had enough of those already. Right. Oh, God bless America. Sorry. Virginia Tech plays Cincinnati. Cincinnati, seven and a half point favorite. I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this game. Seven and a half point favorite. Yep. The Sun Bowl. Sponsored by Brute Cologne. The uh, cologne of seventh grade boys everywhere. And 78-year-old men. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It smells like boners and unwashed armpits. That's right. Yeah, in lieu of a shower, seventh graders use Brute. Yeah. We got Pitt playing Stanford. Do you think they chose Pitt for Brute's Sun Bowl just because? I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. There's an old Eddie Murphy skit about putting Brute on his dick that's pretty awesome. He talks about washing his dick in the sink. So Find that on YouTube, kids. Look that up. It's great. Yeah, I'm going to take Pitt in this game. Stanford's seven-point favorite. They're West Coast pussies. Pittsburgh's tough. Steel City. Tag them. On to the Red Box Bowl for people that don't have streaming services. <laughs> yes, this is for people who live in Trailers Bowl. Yes. Unless it's yeah, just... Michigan just... State playing Oregon. Is it Red Box, the video service, or is it Red Box just named after uh, chicks whose vaginas have been pounded heavily? I don't know, but I think they should maybe go with like the Red Shoe Diary Bowl, which mm-hmm. is way better. Something that, as a seventh grader on Showtime, you could really jerk your meat to. TMI. Be a much better bowl. Michigan State, Oregon. Let's say Oregon. Uh, they're one and a half point favorites. They beat Michigan State by six. Okay, that's a basically a pick 'em. And uh, Oregon's not what they once were, and I guess neither is Michigan State. No. On to the Liberty Bowl. M.I.C. motherfuckers. Mizzou, four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Mike Gundy fart noise mullet masters. That's right. Yeah, the second of our favorite coaches, 
Mike Leach and Mike Gundy. We're going to uh, take Mizzou in this one. All right. I expect much like this Oklahoma-Alabama matchup, there's going to be a lot of points on the board. You know what's funny is Oklahoma State has games where they just tear people up and score shit tons of points, and then they just shit the bed some games. I don't understand. (laughs) And they shit the bed in games they're favored. Yeah, it's like against Kansas or somebody they do this. It's not like they do it against Oklahoma or Texas. They do it against fucking Kansas or TCU. (laughs) Yeah. Do you you know what the uh, over-under is for this game? I thought, if I remember right, 69. Yeah, it is. Good number. I would take the over. Yeah, me too. I would make take the over if it's 75. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I agree. On to the Holiday Bowl where we have the Northwestern second-tier journalist visiting the Utah Utes. Yeah, Northwestern, the runner-up in the Big Ten, oddly enough, this year. And that gets you the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. Uh, Utah's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Take Northwestern because I think they have something to play for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They played a lot of tough teams and played them tough this year. Yeah. And that's a big spread. On to the Tax Slayer Bowl. Oh, yeah. NC State plays Texas A&M. A&M, three-point favorite. Take A&M. Yeah, fuck NC State. Wolf pack garbage. There's no fucking wolves in North Carolina. Nope, zero. It's tough to know with AM. I mean, they do have a strong tradition of shooting themselves in the foot late in the season, but I don't know how that plays out in the bowls. Well, we'll just hope none of them steal crab legs this time around. Yeah, well, that's Florida State. Well, who was at the helm? Yeah, good point. Jimbo. He'd let them play, even if they raped someone. On to maybe the biggest bowl there is. He's played in Brisbane, Australia, the Outback Bowl. <laughs> right, sure, yeah. Where Iowa and Mississippi State have to take the 17-hour flight all the way to Australia to play this thing. That's the only place you can get Bloomin' Onions. Yes, and if you uh, lose, an Aborigine will kill you um, at midfield. <laughs> it's quite a tradition. Yes, but... <laughs> Lovely. They show it on ESPN 7. Mississippi State's a four-point favorite. Just in honor of your girlfriend, I'm going to go with Iowa. Because I know she doesn't like Mississippi State. Yeah, she'll appreciate that. Yeah. For her, Fiesta Bowl. LSU, ten-point favorite over last year's national champions, uh, UCF. When you get cocky like that, your quarterback gets his leg broken seven spots. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what happened. LSU, 10-point favorite. I'm going to take LSU. I, I only say this because I'm tired of UCF. Yeah. And now they have a built-in excuse if they do lose that their quarterback got hurt, so we'll still never hear the end of it. That's a good point. So Caleb is laying 10 points against the reigning national champions. I think you and some UCF cronies had some talks on Twitter in the last week or so but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they're, they're chatty they're disturbing okay the centrist bowl kentucky versus penn state penn state seven point favorite and just because i want to i'm taking kentucky in this one okay okay there's a theme here i pick against raping schools and kentucky like they rape but not child sisters, rape so it's okay yeah, it's not child rape like Penn State. Yeah, that's how kids, you know, kings were born back in the day. Sister fucking. History lesson. Sure. Yeah, it's a proud royalty tradition. You end up with Joffrey. <laughs> yeah, or some seriously fucked up jaws. That's right. How many more of these fucking things? Okay, two more to go here. We got the Rose Bowl played between... Washington and the Ohio State quitters. Yeah. Um, Ohio State's a four-point favorite. And 
I don't. This is a tough one. I really want to take Washington. And if Urban Meyer was staying at Ohio State, I would have. But since he's leaving, I'm going to take Ohio State. Oh, you think they're going to play harder because he's leaving? I do. I think they will play because he's leaving. And he'll throw some speech out there about how he loves Papa John's pizza and he has a fucking tumor. Right. And he'll fool all these kids playing hard. Yeah. And they will beat Washington. Okay. He'll coach in three more years somewhere because he's healed. Right, from like his heart condition. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got the greatest doctors in the world, folks. Last game. Thank God. On the bowl schedule before we get to the national championship game, which we can't pick. But we have Texas playing Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Georgia's 11.5-point favorite. I'm taking Georgia all day long. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, you know, that's not a good matchup for a big game like the Sugar Bowl. An 11.5-point spread. Uh, Texas blows dicks. You know, this is the second-highest spread. Alabama has the biggest one at 14 and a half. If someone told me I had to put $500 down on any game on this whole schedule, I would put it on Georgia beating Texas by more than 11 and a half. Lock the weed. I like it. Would you like to make a pick for the national championship game, Brendan? Who's going to be in it? Who's going to be in it? Well, I mean, I think the the smart money's on Clemson versus Alabama. I don't like Notre Dame to win, much like you. I think the, strangely enough, the Alabama-Oklahoma game is a bigger question mark for me. Yeah, but I, as boring I as this that. answer is, it's almost got to be Alabama-Clemson. Everything you say, I agree with. I think Alabama probably wins it again. Well, that does it for bowl season. Mercifully, there's a lot of bowls in there. Is a lot of bowls. All right, everybody, you uh, you're gonna have to lay out a lot of money, but you're gonna get rich doing it. Of that uh, 32 some bowls that you mentioned, I know I'm gonna talk to mybookie.com about getting in the my money on Memphis and Vanderbilt because I think that's surefire cash. I believe so. All right, once again, this has been Kill of the Green Pick of the Week. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here, and I'm here to talk to you today about something deadly serious. I know usually I'm a prankster and a jokester, but the topic I'm about to talk to you about is more serious than just about anything I can imagine, and that is the majesty and delicious taste of Schlafly beer. Schlafly is created by the St. Louis Brewery, Missouri's largest locally owned independent brewery. Every year, they pump out over 50 unique styles of beer for you and I to enjoy. And we're so proud to have Schlafly Beer as a Mazodcast sponsor. So if you want to be a true Mazodcast fan, a true Missourian, and a true American, buy you some Schlafly Beer and get blackout, piss drunk, responsibly. Schlafly Beer. Once again, you're listening to Young Pixar and King Essay. They sent us this one called Riding and Sliding. Send your music into Mizodcast at gmail.com. We'll put it on the air, too. We hope you got those picks in. Caleb uh, did hours and hours of research before uh, making picks so you could get rich for the bowl season. Yeah, 
So, since we've recorded the original one, I've had information that says Will Greer will not be playing in the bowl game. So, anyway, they were started off as a seven-point favorite, as I said, against Syracuse. The line is now down to one and a half points. I think I would switch the bet over to Syracuse at this point, being it's it's seven and a half to one and a half without Will Greer. Go Syracuse on that one. Yeah, and I knew I knew it when you were picking against Syracuse. Something was going to change, Caleb. Because you, you, it's just so tough, isn't it? Yeah, the gods, the football gods, made it easy. I think, on is me this now. the first time a, a big time quarterback has chosen to skip the bowl game in lieu of the draft? I mean, I know other positions have done it, but I don't remember a high profile quarterback like this didn't before. Yeah. I'm sure some fan will point out to me on Twitter that I'm completely wrong about this. But sure, you know, like Fournette did it, McCaffrey did it. I'm trying to think. I don't remember a quarterback yeah. you know, doing. And, you, and we should mention that the the Mizzou hero Terry Beckner Jr., who with by, well within his rights to skip this bowl game is absolutely going to play. Yeah, we wrote a little love letter to Terry Beckner Jr. last week because, you know, he, he could have skipped this whole season and he chose to play. He's been a fantastic Mizzou Tiger. I mean, he, he came and stayed for a senior year to get a degree and to help the t- squad out. He's been He's been an awesome. I don't awesome think this bowl game will help Locke. I don't think it'll hurt him. I don't think it'll help him yeah. either. I agree, but it was good that he's not uh, mm-hmm. skipping out. I think that you know it's funny because when players first started doing that, they caught all kinds of hell from people. And I thought, you know what? That they're, they're right. I mean, they got millions of dollars on the line. You get some fucking angry Twitter fuck ups from LSU bitching at you. Who cares? Get that fucking dollar well, dollar bill. Will Greer, I don't blame either. He's had a tough go of it. He is also married with a child. Yeah. And I, I think well, he's maybe another one old. on the way. So, mm-hmm. you know, that guy's got a lot to lose if he gets hurt or something in a bowl game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, listen, we don't play these college athletes. And I don't, I, listen, I know there's these old fuddy duddy fuckheads on sports radio who want to tell you that they're getting a free education and that's enough. Like, fuck you. These kids generate millions of dollars for the university. And the fact that we do not pay them is like, yeah, I would absolutely do it. You know, I, I understand from the competitive standpoint, you want to play in that game, but from the, God, if you've got a brain in your head and you're staring down the barrel of, of millions of dollars in the contracts from the NFL, it just makes sense. While we're speaking of this, since since we're talking about paying players, they, ha- they have this Vince McMahon new XFL again, which the last time was a joke. But this time they're doing it different. I haven't seen anything so far that says you can't come out of high school and play in the XFL. Interesting. You know, if they're going to... They're putting tons of money in this thing. If they start telling these kids, yo, we'll pay you, you know, $300,000 this year, why wouldn't you do that instead of going to college and doing it? Nothing's going to stop me from doing it, but are you giving, it's interesting. Are you giving hot takes with sausage in your mouth, Caleb? I am. <laughs> Full of sausage. <laughs> I knew it. Well, But it may be a game changer. I mean, if, yeah. if they allow them to come, which McMahon's smart enough, businessman, he should say, you can come play from day one, yeah, and let them yeah. do it. I can see well, it. There's a lot of these kids that come from low-income housing that would just be like, absolutely, you're going to pay me any amount of money, I will play for you. Sure. Who's to say you're not going to get better training for the NFL uh, by playing two years in the XFL as well, opposed you, to college? I saw the coaches. I mean, they've got Spurrier and people like that coaching these teams. It's not like you've got some rum dumb motherfucker there. You've th- got real-deal football coaches. So. I think they, they're going to have a team in St. Louis at the Edward Jones Dome. They are. They need a team in St. Louis. Yeah. Hey, guys, why do you say we switch gears and do some Kansas news? Because it's been a while. Yes, I need to hear some of that. I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. 
first story, Kansas Hunter hung a tree stand on a power pole. Some were amused. Wardens were not. Western Kansas is not known for its trees, or anything else really, but that did not stop one hunter from getting creative when it came time to hang a deer stand. Rifle season for deer hunting opened Wednesday in Kansas, and tree stands give hunters a higher vantage point to spot a deer in the distance. That doesn't seem necessary. I think everyone knows what a deer stand is. (laughs) You can see 40 miles in all directions in that state. You don't need a deer stand. As the name implies, a tree stand needs a tree or something similar. Instead of using the trunk of a tree, someone in western Kansas hung a metal ladder stand from a power pole just feet below electric lines, according to a photograph captured by a game warden. The photo was shared by the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Transportation's Facebook page on Thursday. Facebook users almost immediately gave their opinions. Rumor has it a tree stand on an electric pole attracts the nose of Rudolph, wrote Drew Kachera of Kansas. But I'm not suggesting... It's supposed to be a joke. But he finishes, Colin. Maybe you're, you're just preempting his awesome punchline. But I'm not suggesting hunting a reindeer, especially before Christmas. Ha! God, that's terrible. Who? What in the gods? He must have got his comedy from Mike Huckabee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awful joke. Needless to say, the power company was less than impressed. The game warden said, please they never... blocked all the gerbils probably from going up and down and running on the wheel to get that electric out there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> please never put a stand on a power pole. No big game is worth your life, the warden said. Others use the opportunity to throw shade on utility rates. Well, I'm less than impressed with the rates of this company. Can you have them taken down too? Asking for a friend, said Jeff Kennedy. <laughs> Jeff, he's real funny. All jokes aside, Kansas hunting regulations explicitly prohibit hanging tree stands on power poles. They regularly deal with this issue, as many Kansans have never had electricity and aren't aware of the 19th century technology or the poles that convey the power. Stup- it's just a real slick tree out there. Look <laughs> at that some bitch. I bet it isn't. I mean, it, it's it's crazy, though, when you think about it. You're like, yeah, there aren't trees to put stands in. You know, when you're in Missouri, like, everybody's got a tree stand with a real tree and everything. Yeah, they were shitting yeah. on Missouri. Some people built tree houses. It cost $300,000. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Kansas recalls more than 700 license plates with racial slur on them. No way. <laughs> the Kansas Department of Revenue mailed out license plate recalls to owners of 731 vehicles on Tuesday, starting a program to replace license plates that include a string of letters J-A-P. KDR launched the replacement campaign after multiple government officials received a complaint from a 70-year-old California man who spotted a Kansas vehicle whose plates bore that string of letters. I let them know I considered it a very derogatory racial slur, and I don't think it should be allowed anywhere. Kawamato told the Associated Press, Jap, a piece of shorthand and slur, was popular in the United States following the attack on Pearl Harbor and tipped the country into World War II. Its use was commonplace for many years, even in news media. The word has evolved into a verb which meant to launch a surprise attack. Even the children of those who survived the internment camps of Japanese Americans felt the effects that the incarceration had on American culture. It was not a good time to be Japanese, said Barbara Johnson in an AP interview. I recall vividly being called a Jap as a child and how it made me feel small and hurt. Johnson declined to condemn Kansas officials for not preventing the issue of the plates bearing Jap, however speculating that those in charge just don't know what it means anymore because World War II was a long time ago. Kansas-based Barbara and her husband Rick campaigned locally with the goal of getting the plates with the racial slur removed. As evidenced by the recall campaign, it was successful. Licensed plates with lewd yet obscure references occasionally do slip past censors, as demonstrated by one Canadian man's license plate reading, Smegma. Well, they'll never get my plates. 
Kansas cops didn't know about a mushroom stash until a man's cobra bit him. That's <laughs> uh. <laughs> not what I thought was coming. <laughs> Before animal control could take his exotic and venomous snake away, a Kansas man decapitated and buried it. Police said in a Facebook post, that didn't stop police from finding the coral cobra, though, or the man's large Quantity of hallucinogenic mushrooms, according to the post. Can we? Sure. Can I take a little brief pause here? And it seems like a lot of these stories. Why are the cops posting shit on Facebook about this? Why do we need the cops to be fucking busying themselves on social media? What the fuck is this? Don't we have oh, the Lord, the Lawrence Police Station? has yes. like an entire following of, you know, making fun of their own state, essentially. Yeah, but I don't understand it. Why do we need Twitter and Facebook accounts from the cops? I mean, isn't that the whole purpose of the news well, you media? Need, you need some rational takes on things. You always <laughs> well, go no, but what it is, what it is is so they can immediately get out. And for like every time they go out and beat someone with a nightstick half to death for no reason, they have to get out immediately and in front of the storm. be like, you know, we are investigating this. You know, we will be looking into it more closely uh, the officer involved has been put on uh, leave, you know, while all accounts are, you know, like they, they got to get out in front of because the newspaper don't come out till tomorrow. So they yeah. got to have their Twitter accounts to uh, tell us why they shot an unarmed black person from behind. They also know no one can read in Kansas, <laughs> so they won't look on there to see what's going on. Yeah. Only other states. Yeah, and Facebook yeah. is where most Kansans get their news, I think. Officers. <laughs> Officers, <laughs> officers began investigating after Ari Hooley of Great Bend, Kansas, got medical attention for a venomous snake bite. Police went to Hooley's home to investigate the complaint, and Hooley admitted that he owned the snake. It has since been identified as a coral cobra. Coral cobras have the second most deadly venom of all snakes, but they are generally considered less dangerous than rattlesnakes because they have a less effective poison delivery system. The snake, and they don't live in the United States. Sure, and they're usually not in Kansas. The snakes yeah. usually only bite humans if they are handled or stepped on, and there have been no corral snake bite deaths reported in the United States since the 1967 anti-venom was released. Owning an exotic or venomous snake violates the city ordinance, said the Great Bend Police Department, but Hooley refused to cooperate with officers or let animal control take the snake. The department got a search warrant and police found the snake at the home. The snake had been decapitated and buried before the search, according to the statement. That's not all the police found, though. During the first search, police found narcotics inside the home. Then, after officers received a second warrant, police found evidence of cultivation and distribution of large quantities of hallucinogenic mushrooms. Marijuana, drug paraphernalia were also found. Julio was arrested and booked on a $300,000 bond. I can't believe someone who would own a cobra would also use illegal drugs. Yeah, that doesn't sound like they correlate at all, does it? No, sure, no. Because you'd feel like a person who uh, would own a cobra would have better judgment than that. Yeah, yeah, a venomous cobra who he let bite him and then decapitated it. Seems like a real bright guy. Do you guys want to take a guess at his age? 27. Caleb? Mm, he's a little older. He started out with yeah, different kinds of snakes. He's 35. One of you is only two years off, and it's Colin. He was yeah. 25 years old. Huh. Sure. So that has been... Cobras are a young man's game, Brendan. <laughs> <I don't know> that. <laughs> That's right. This has been Kansas News. All right, guys, before we go, Missouri is playing Oklahoma State, as I mentioned to Barry Odom earlier in the show. What do you think? What do you think Missouri's odds are? And, I mean, they're the favorite in this game, as Caleb had talked about earlier. 
But uh, Oklahoma State scares me a little bit. They do put points on the board, and they're erratic. They've lost to teams they should beat, and they've played very well against teams that should be better than them. They're a shit show of a team. You never know what you're going to get. I don't think they're very consistent. So Yeah, I, I mean, if, if it becomes a shootout, I think we're going to be better than them. I think our defense is greatly improved over the start of the season, and I think... Yeah, Oklahoma State's one of those teams always feel like it's going to, like, might jump up and score 70 in a game. You know what I mean? Like, you just... Never know. They're always scary. I mean, they, they never can climb the hurdle and be better than Oklahoma or Texas, but they're always one of the, they, actually they reminded me of Mizzou in a lot of ways when we were in the Big 12. They were a team that you didn't want to fuck with that could jump up and bite you, but also just had trouble getting to that next level. I think Mizzou beats them, oh, we'll call it 13 type deal. One of those games stays close, but it's at hand at the end. Colin? I would have, God. I want to pick Mizzou, but after last year in the Texas Bowl, we laid such a fucking colossal egg. It's hard for me to want to – is Albert O going to be ready to go? Does yeah. it, have anybody heard that? No, I don't know the status of Albert O. I'm hoping he'll be ready. But but I'll tell you what, Colin. Last year, I really do think it was kind of a mirage. We had that five-game winning streak, and I think we played some bad teams. Not that we didn't play a shitty Arkansas team to close out this year, but we didn't fuck up down the stretch. We did look better and better. And we, the game against Tennessee and the game against Florida, we looked like a well-oiled machine. We played well, and I think we don't look like the same team that could shit the bed at any one game like we did last year. I, I have a lot more confidence this season. Yeah, I, it's probably a whole different scenario on there. In Texas last year and Oklahoma State this year, kind of the same it's kind of the same team, actually, I think. Yeah. Missouri's better. I agree. With our running, if, if we have all our running backs and we have an Albert O and we have Emmanuel Hall and we have Drew Locke, there's no reason we shouldn't win. Yeah, I agree. I would pick, I would, I could see us winning by 10. Put it in the books. Put it in the books. All right, guys. I don't know when we're going to record another show. Uh, certainly there's not going to be a flurry of news like we've had in the last couple of weeks, but, uh, anything else you want to add before, uh, we sign off? Who knows? It may be 2019 before we hear from us again. Nope. Fuck everybody. Well, I'll say that I can't believe Ky- <laughs> Kyler Murray won the Heisman Trophy or Tua. Yeah. Uh, you know, interesting thing. But yeah. other than that, fuck Kansas and Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> Happy holidays. Yeah, all that. Yeah, it is interesting that the Heisman Trophy winner might go p- become a professional baseball player and not even play football. Charlie Ward. Yeah. I, I think that's a smart move. You play longer and the money's better, generally. Yep. All right, guys. You can still feed yourself and uh, when you're, you know, at 50 years old. <laughs> That's right. And remember your kids' names. It still works. You're not riddled with arthritis. It's, 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 it has its benefits. Yeah. I mean, you could have a, uh, a lot more fans in the NFL, but you could remember your grandkids' names. Take your pick. Good trade off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fellas. Go Tigers for the bowl game. M I Z. Yo, you. Go Tigers. Cobras are a young man's game, Brennan. (laughs) (laughs) The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 